stand and let's sing Come Thy Fount. Here to raise my Ebenezer is part of that song. What is exactly are they saying? See, Robert Robert Robinson was born 
in the early 1700s. He wrote this song in 1758. And the reason he wrote this song... Hang on just a second. My notes are all gone. (laughs) Uh, He wrote this song while he was an apprentice trying to do a different thing in life. He heard Whitfield, I've been talking about him the last couple weeks, he heard Whitfield preach on the wrath to come in 1752. He was so deeply impressed and after much of disquietude, he gave himself over to a religious life and following Christ. See, many of us have grown up in services. We've sang these songs, but we've never known exactly what these phrases even mean. Some of us might think of Ebenezer as Ebenezer Scrooge. But that's not, that would be totally misunderstanding what he was trying to say here. Come thy fount of every blessing. The second verse when he says this, he's saying something totally different. And I want to explain it today. If you look back in the book of, of Samuel, in 1 Samuel chapter four, 7 verse 4, in, in the, actually go back to the 4th chapter. The word Ebenezer is first used there. And, it's, and when he talks about it in that place, it is a place where the Israelites were defeated by the Philistines. The first time I even shared this, I, didn't, I missed this part. In Ebenezer is where the Ark of the Covenant was taken from them. It was in Ebenezer where God wanted to do something different. They cried out after losing the Ark for 20 years. They cried out to God and Samuel intercedes on behalf of them. And Samuel cries out to God on behalf of the Israelites. And it was at this point that the Philistines were defeated, not by the power of man, but by the thunder of heaven, the Bible says in chapter 7. And in chapter 7 of 1 Samuel 12, it says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen, and he called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. See, that's what this song means, is thus far. God's carried me this far. We've made it. We haven't quite arrived. But he's saying, like, as you live this life out, this stone, this Ebenezer here is saying, every time you sing this song now, I want you to think in your mind, you know what, I am planting this stone, saying, God, you've brought me to this place. Now I'm going to continue on. The word Ebenezer means stone of help. And it's interesting that right after he uses this in this in in Robert says he wrote this in the 1700s he says the next line is here by thy great help I've come. See what he was trying to say is it is by God's goodness. I am not here on my own. I didn't achieve this on my own. God did this for me. And that's what God's saying to us today. What's the Ebenezer in your life today? That stone that you hinge upon and say, God, here I'm planting this stone. Saying, listen, I know I haven't arrived, but you know what? I'm going to continue on. Thus far, the prayer time this week, I kept feeling the Lord speaking a word to me, and I wasn't sure exactly what he wanted, what he was saying, and he kept saying, circumspect. That I would walk circumspect, that we would walk circumspect before God. What did he mean? What did what does it mean? What does circumspect mean? Watchful, vigilant, attentive, cautious, 
observant. It comes from a Latin word, circumspectus, which means to take heed. Sensible, marked by good, sound judgment. I thought, well, Lord, have I heard this word in the word of God before? And then I was reminded of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. It says, see that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The NIV says it very, a little bit different, but it gives the same, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. God is telling us, I believe, in this hour that we are to walk circumspectly. That we are to walk, not walk uh, undiscerning. That we should walk discerning the things that are around us. He told his disciples, Jesus talked about it. He said that he would send us out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. See, you would think that what he was trying to tell us was he trying to say, go out and be dominant and strong. No, what he's saying is be weak and seemingly defenseless in what you do. The only reason they say seemingly is because he has given us all authority and power. But we don't go out in this, this world as a dominant force in the sense of the physical attributes and even how we try to possess things that God has given us. But it's in this place of, and it's that same paradigm, paradox that we keep talking about, how he says, I want you to be strong, but in this being strong, you, have to, you display it in your weakness. Or he says, what I want you to be, you want to be great in the kingdom of God, then I want you to be last. See, there's the same things I've been saying over and over again. If you want to really be, be a part of what the kingdom of God is, then he says, I want you to be a servant to all. See, the world is hostile towards believers. It's not incidentally hostile, but purposely hostile. See, wolves are intentional about how they harm and inflict sheep. In this environment, it would be very easy for us, if we want to advance the kingdom of God, that we'd have to effectively become as predatory ourselves. But God does not want us to do that. Jesus was saying, listen, I'm going to give you everything you need. I'm going to give you all power. In fact, he says it in Corinthians. He says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but it's a matter of power. But so many times what we want to try to do is take it into our own hands. He's saying, listen, what I want you to do is be as, as gentle as a dove. As cunning, though, as a snake. Some of us today, we don't even want to use, we don't even want to describe ourselves as snakes. (laughs) See, God wants to teach us. The Spirit of God wants to teach us. He wants to guide us. He wants to to tell us this morning, there is a place to stand, and there's a a place to fly. And in both of these places, God's saying, listen, I want you to be watchful as the day of the Lord approaches. Be ready. Be vigilant. Be circumspect. Be circumspect. In what you do and how you live before the Lord, that we would do it in circumspect. That we would trust Him. That we would look to Jesus. Past my problems, past my circumstances, past those who I depend on. That I would fix my eyes on Jesus. Look to Jesus as my anchor, my strong tower, my refuge. See, in Micah 7, 7, it says, Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for, for God of my salvation. My God will hear me. 
Hebrews 12, 2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, he said, fixing our eyes. It's interesting to me, if I looked in the, there's a quick little word study of this word fixing. It means to look away from all else and to fix one's gaze upon He's not just saying, just don't, he's not just saying, just look upon, look away. He's saying, I want you to look away from this and I want you to focus on me. See, that's what he's saying when he says, fix your eyes on Jesus. He's saying, listen, look away from everything else, everything that you've depended on. Put those things aside. You know, there may be people, there's, there's people in your life, there's things in your life that you've depended on. Don't depend on those things. He says, look past that and you'll see me. Look to me. It's interesting, he says also, another little quick word study of the word perfecter means the consummator, bringing a process to its finish. Kind of reminds me of another scripture that says that he who began a good work is able to bring it to completion. See, that's what he's saying in our lives. He says, if you look to me, if you fix your eyes upon me, I will perfect that within you. I will perfect, if you look away from the world, as you look away from the things that you've depended on, whether it's finances, and you, and you let God be the perfecter of that faith within you. He's, the Holy Spirit wants to do that. He wants, his design is to lead us, to guide us, to take us on that path. If we will just fix our eyes on Jesus. It's in my gaze that I become transformed. When I behold that which I behold, I become like. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, I've used this scripture many times, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. See, that which you behold, you will become. We are the aroma of Christ. We are the fragrance of Christ. We are His image to this world. The only thing is, is, as we behold Him, that's how we become more like Him. This morning, I want to just take a couple moments. My plan this morning was to answer questions, and I had talked about that last week, and then all the questions were so personal, I, I felt like I needed to go individually to many people and talk to them about those things. And so I felt like the Lord gave me this message this morning just to, as being an encouragement to bring, to bring us into that place closer to Him. But as we do that this morning, I want us to spend just a couple moments. There are those this morning that have needs. And I don't know, as I look across here, I don't know what your need is this morning. But what I'm going to ask you to do, and we've done this before, I'm going to ask you to step out into the center. And I'd like some ladies, if there's ladies, gather around. I would like to see everyone who, who comes forward. I would like to see someone around them praying. We're going to spend just a couple moments this morning in corporate prayer before the Lord. And you know what? You don't, you, if you feel, if you would like to share with that little group who you're with, you go ahead and just share with them what's going on and you begin to pray over that. I'd like you right now, let's all stand and just, if you'd like to prayer this morning, step out into the aisle. Amen. Praise your name, Jesus. gather around those that need prayer right now. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Lord, we just come before you this morning. And God, you know the heaviness that's on many of our hearts. Loss of loved ones. 
situations in our home that seem out of control. Sickness in our bodies that needs to be lifted up and and removed in the name of Jesus. God, we just come together as a body of believers here right now. God, we ask that you would intervene. Bring comfort to those this morning that need comfort. God, shake those this morning that need a shaking. And Lord, I pray this morning that as we gather together as as a bunch of believers, Lord, as as a corporate body, Lord, I pray that the Spirit of God would just move throughout this place this morning. Let the presence of God right now, I pray for healing in bodies in the name of Jesus. Healing right now, God, in your name. Lord, let the presence of God just be felt in this place. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Lord, as you walk this earth, you said at times in the word it says, the power of God was present. Lord, that's our prayer this morning. That the power of God would be present to change circumstances. To bring strength to help us to endure. We thank you for it in your name, Lord. Amen. Jesus. Just remain standing just for a moment. Let's just worship the Lord.
given to us, the love that you've bestowed upon us. Oh God, that we could just, for this couple moments, Lord, I like you guys. We're going to sing that song one more time and as we do, just just let that be your prayer this morning. He's done so much. He's our Ebenezer. and exalt you this name. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. Amen. 
As we get ready to leave this morning, I'd like us to go out with a song, but I want us to pray right now over the time of fellowship we're going to have in just a moment. So, Lord Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the time we have together. And Lord, I pray that you would bless this time of fellowship. God, unite our hearts. Knit us together, Lord, in this time where we can share food and and just be with you and, and glorify your name. We bless you and we praise you. Amen. Let's go out with a song of worship. This is your part of this song. Are you ready? Say yeah. Okay. Here we go. La 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 You got it. Try and sing it out. Go. La la.
tonight. In the name of Jesus, sing it out. Jesus.